Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers right here on the Believe Podcast Network. We are now talking to somebody who knows how to lock it in in the defensive backfield, if you will. Mr. Ike Taylor, former NFL cornerback, two-time Super Bowl champion, host of the Believe in Steelers podcast right here on this very same network. Ike, good to chat it up with you, my man. How you doing? Man, good chatting up with you, man. Just sitting down doing a podcast with you. Because it still is in the Ravens week, I'm sitting in the car because I got my people sitting at the dentist appointment. So I had to slide out because the Wi-Fi wasn't working well. Mm. But anything for you, dog. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. Very excited for Ravens versus Steelers this week. But before we get there, Ike, just your macro perspective thoughts about the Steelers so far this year, 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. They're still in the hunt despite that loss last week to Cincinnati. But I do want to look at that loss to the Bengals, something that you as a player were not very used to. The Steelers owned the Bengals historically during your time. What happened last week? Um, they had a recipe which you would have thought the Pittsburgh Steelers had. You know, they ran the ball. Joe Mixon, you know, had a career running day against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Uh, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are, are trying to get into playoff form. And playoff form is run the football, control the clock, play action pass, and let's play damn good defense. And that's exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals did to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is usually – the Pittsburgh Steelers recipe on winning championships right. and Super Bowl and Super Bowl. So really, if you look at teams around November, December football, that's the recipe, you know, play good defense, control the clock, control the clock, make sure you can run the ball when you need to. Ike, put yourself in a player's shoes yet again. You're on the Steelers, right? And you're coming off this loss. It's Monday morning. Mike Tomlin walks in. He's talking to the team. What is he telling the team right now in terms of bouncing back this week? I don't, I don't know what Coach T is telling the team. I do know as a player, um, he didn't have to tell us too much. Hmm. Us meaning when he first came and, and he got the job as Pittsburgh still a head coach. He ain't have to tell us too much. We already uh, understood and knew um, what it was. We was already pissed off. We was already hot. Um, we, 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 we felt we let not only each other, but the city down. That's how it was when we played. You know what I'm saying? And now I hope uh, this young generation of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they can grab some understanding on what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, it's a lot of pride when you're a Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it's a lot of tradition when you're a Pittsburgh Steeler. It's a lot of, I got to be selfless when you're a Pittsburgh Steeler. And of past of the past couple of years, I haven't been seeing that. Mm-hmm. And usually it starts on the field, you know. So um, I don't I don't know the goals. I don't know the objectives. All I knew is uh, when we played, we played for each other. Like it hurted me to to give up a play, and I had to jog back to the huddle because the other ten guys was like, damn, but at the same time, it was like, shake that shit off, Ike, we need you to the next play. I don't know if they doing that right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if they were worrying about a TikTok. I don't know if they were worrying about money. I don't know if they were worrying about girls. I don't know what they're worrying about right now, but when we played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, we was worrying about how the old 
great Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to look how 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 they thought about us. So we wanted to create we wanted to create a legacy. So when the new Pittsburgh Steelers come, the new generation, how they would think how we would look at them. And it's 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 in your blood, Cam. When you're a Pittsburgh Steelers, it's in your I don't care if you're born or not born from Pittsburgh. Once you got drafted or you put a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform on you, that's blood. So with this, with this, with this crew that's going on right now, man, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't, I just don't know, man. The brotherhood. I'm really looking for the. I'm, I'm really pissed off because I'm looking for the brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? And I see the brotherhood with the sense that he's been doing this for a long time. When you got guys helping guys get up off the pile. When you got guys want to fight for each other, when you got guys who pissed off, like I'm seeing it from other teams, I just don't see it from the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And that's all I knew when I played. Help your brother out. And I just don't see it right now. So that's that's why I'm talking like this, Cam. Sorry, I kind of went over the clip, but that's what I'm no, at with it. That's great. I want it. Ike Taylor, unfiltered, true thoughts from the heart. And, you know, the saying goes, you are what your record says you are. And the Steelers are an average team. If you look at their record, five, five and one, but make no mistake, the NFL is filled with parody. I mean, the Bengals lost to the Jets, Ike, not too long ago. So there's an interesting sort of element to this NFL season here. And so the Steelers are very much still in it. What do you make of their playoff chances? I know it's kind of crazy to think about playoffs after that loss, but they're still right there. Seven. Seven got to hand the ball off, you know. He, he got to hand the ball off. He shouldn't throw more than 25 to 30 times. Yeah. And if he's going to do it, it should be all for a play action. It shouldn't be sitting back in the pocket all the time. Shotgun, man, shotgun ain't working for everybody. You, you, saying, you saying what Mac and Cheese, a.k.a. Mac Jones, doing for the New England Patriots right now, he's getting under center. You you seeing Aaron Rodgers get under center. You even seeing Colin Murray before he got hurt. He was getting under center. You seeing a Dak Prescott get under center. Seven got to go back to how he was winning the first time, winning Super Bowls the first time. He got to get under center. Because when you're sitting back in a shotgun, it's a little bit different from the running back to see a hole, to use his momentum to go downhill, to make cuts off hole. It's easier for a running back to hit a hole. You know, Najee will be hitting holes differently uh the offensive alignment instead of taking there will they will be given the punishment so say when it comes down to running play action running play action passes so i i just think personally seven has the right and seven has whatever seven wants to do if seven say he want to pass 50 times they're gonna let him pass 50 times if seven say you know what it's about time for us to start running the ball and getting back to what we know and trying to establish an identity, they will do it. They won't give them no heartache. They won't say nothing. But it's on seven. My personal opinion. Okay. It's on seven. So seven got to get back to running the ball, play action fast, because the defense, um, the, the longer you're on the field in the course of, 11 games, eventually, man, that battery going to run out. Yeah. You ain't saving the battery. And I think, you know, first between Tua 
between TJ getting hurt, between Joe Hayden getting hurt. Like it's just a it's 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 a lot of injuries on that defensive side. And how you help a defense out is running the ball and controlling the clock, making sure we don't have that many plays when it comes down to Monday. And the coaching staff looking at the plays, and you got 79 plays on defense, and you only got 50 plays on offense. Like if you keep going, if you keep going that seesaw, eventually it's gonna catch up with you at the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? Like guys gonna wind up getting hurt. And that's just that's just what it is. So um I think I think it's on seven, man. Seven got enough seniority. Um he's been there, he's done that. He understands. Um seven I think seven should just run the he should tell him, man, we're running the air out of the ball. I don't care what the score is, I'm gonna keep it close. And everybody on that still is coaching staff gonna be like, okay. But that's what I think he should tell him. All right. He's definitely running the show there on that offensive side. And we'll see what happens here this week in terms of the game plan. I do want to pivot quickly to Mike Tomlin. I am a Ravens fan. I hate the Steelers, Ike, but I love (laughs) Mike Tomlin. I mean, he is the definition of cool during a day game. He's got the aviators on. I mean, I love the guy. So I sort of just want to ask you about maybe one of your favorite memories of playing for Coach T. And I can't even lie, Coach T like the big brother for me. Like, honestly, Coach T let me do whatever I wanted to do. Like, there, there's like whatever, like whatever. I tell you this, Joey Porter was Coach Cowers' guy. Mm-hmm. That that was that was that was his guy. Joey Porter was his guy. I was Coach I was Coach Thomas' guy. Coach T let me do pretty pretty much whatever whatever I wanted to do. Like, but I, him and I had a conversation. All he told me was, don't make him look bad. He said, I'm going to give you a long-ass leash. Just don't make me look bad. And I didn't. So, uh, yeah, Coach, me and Coach T relationship, I think, is different from a lot of others. You know, I, I look at Coach T more as like a brother, a big brother for me. So, um, just looking back at it, yeah, he, he gave me a long leash, Cam. Gave me a long leash, bro. He's a great guy and a fantastic coach, so consistent and obviously a fixture of the Pittsburgh community. Let's talk about Ravens versus Steelers here, one of the best rivalries in sports, Ike. How can you best describe it? I'm sure you've taken a couple lumps and bruises along the way in your playing career, taking on the Baltimore Ravens. There's nothing like it. In one word, I would describe our our. Our our meetings between Pittsburgh and the Ravens is violent. Every, from your mentality to hitting on the field, it was violent. Mm. Like everything was 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 violent. We 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 as an old school football players, we had a saying in that locker room like, you get to take or try to take the soul and the and a will out of a grown man by hitting him as hard as you can, as many times as you can. Mm. Make sure his mom, his grandma, his dad, his grandpa, his wife, his sister, his cousin, make sure after they get through playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, they understand and they're gonna tell the the person that we're hitting, I think you should hang it up. Mm. That's, That's what it was between the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, they. It won't no peace treaties getting signed. Everything was violent. Everything was violent. Blocking was violent. 
hitting was violent, catching the ball was violent, like everything, because we don't know what play um, it would have helped us win a game or cost us to lose the game when it came down to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, we had the same blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. they drafted how we drafted and we played how they played. And everything in one word, Cam, you can describe it was just violent. Yeah, I remember those games back in the day when you were playing, and it always seemed like it came down to the last play or whoever had the ball last or something along those lines. And we'll see if that holds true here this week with the Lamar Jackson era very much underway here. So what are your impressions of this game this week? Obviously, this is a must win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are plus four and a half underdogs against Baltimore this week. The Ravens, by the way, coming off a game in which they did not look that good despite winning Lamar Jackson four interceptions. They squeak by the Cleveland Browns. This seems like a ripe upset opportunity for Pittsburgh. What say you? I wouldn't say upset because if you just look at the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, even with Lamar Jackson being under the center, Coach Tom always find a way to kind of control Lamar Jackson. Like mm. Lamar never had a, a Lamar kind of game when it came down to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, I think they're going to come up with the same good game plan. They always come up against Lamar. It's just on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense if they want to run and control the ball because that's exactly what the Baltimore Ravens going to be trying to do. They're going to try to control the clock. They're going to run the ball when he needs to throw. He's going to look for his tight ends. Um, if he can't find them, he's going to try to scramble. This is his second week off of being sick, so I'm sure he's in a little bit better shape. Um, he's more he's more conditioned than he once was two weeks ago, so that's how I'm looking at it. And they play good defense, so that's how I'm looking at it. So it's, it's going to be the tale of T.O.P., whoever has the, the best time of possession will win this ball game. Now, I'm sure you have your score prediction. I will leave that for Believe in Steelers and Mark Bergen for you to reveal that. But I will ask you here, is there an X factor in this game? One player you're looking at, maybe a Najee Harris or something along those lines. The Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line versus the Baltimore Ravens defensive line. Okay. Whoever controls that line of scrimmage will win the ball in my mind. There you have it. Right there, Ike Taylor, two-time Super Bowl champion, host of Believe in Steelers right here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Ike, thanks for slipping away and taking some time, man. Uh, anytime, Cam, bro, I appreciate it. Just all family when you want to talk about Believe. There you go. There you go. More content right here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers later this week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.